Welcome to Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck and co-host Reverends Bill Holton and Cher Holton. Discover practical applications to bring 21st century metaphysics to work in your life. Here's your host, Paul Hasselbeck. Welcome to another edition of Metaphysical Romp 2. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck in beautiful but cold, I said cold, Phoenix, Arizona. I didn't know it got to the 50s here. So I'm here at this um, end or portion of the virtual kitchen table. And if we're at the kitchen table, there's two other people there. Hi, friends. Hello, and we're so glad we're at the table with you. This is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton, and coming to you from beautiful but rainy today, North Carolina, and it is a beautiful day in my consciousness. And this is the Reverend Dr. Bill Holton, and it is very definitely another beautiful day, beautiful day in my consciousness as well. And as you guys know, and for you guys who don't know, Sharon and I are the co-founders of our thriving Global Center for Spiritual Awakening community. When we'd love to have you come visit us at gcsacommunity.org gcsacommunity.org. Come see us and sign up for our Monday musings. And of course, it's another beautiful day in my consciousness, just in case I forgot. I think I did. And I have my website, paulhasselbeck.com, where you'll find my absolute word, my weekly blog, as well as my calendar, where you can see the events. And here's a little preview, folks. I'm going to be serving for the month of July at Unity of San Francisco. And in, in late August, early September, I'm going to be doing a presentation at the Big Sky Retreat in Montana. Woo hoo! Wow, yay! Yeah, yeah. So Incredible. a lot of joy about that. And we're talking about joy. And the topic is joy-inducing aesthetics based on the work of Ingrid Fatel Lee, and share, take it away. I was just going to remind people of who she is, the person who wrote this article. Actually, it was a TED Talk that we heard originally. And uh, her name, again, is Ingrid Fatelli, and she is a designer by trade. That's her background and what her education is in. And she's also an author. And what she's done is focused on the joy, but she does it from the perspective of her designing background. So that's where the aesthetics of joy, the term aesthetics, comes from. And she does some fabulous analogy and metaphor as she looks at all the different ways in which we can bring joy to our lives. Life. She's written a wonderful book called Joyful, The Surprising Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness. And we're in the process of reading the whole book right now, and it's it's very fascinating. And if you haven't found the book yet, we encourage you to see her TED Talk, and it's titled Where Joy Hides and How to Find It. Yeah, and I think the three of us have been sort of natural finders, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yeah, so um, we're, we've worked now our way down to the fifth or sixth one. It's called Surprise, and it is the aesthetic of contrast and whimsy. What do you guys have to say about that? 
I love the word whimsy. It's just such a fun word. And uh, we're watch actually watching a, a TV show right now called Face Off, which is the people, the artists in the movie industry who create all the zombies and the monsters and how they do all the makeup. And it's contest actually for people who do that makeup artists. And they're the favorite one is when they put whimsy into it. They'll say, we want you to create whimsical characters. And it's wow. just so exaggerated. And it, you see things you don't expect. And I think that's exactly what she's talking about when she talks about surprise. And I haven't seen anyone that was truly surprised with their mouth shut. <laughs> oh, that's, you know what? That's, that's funny. True. That's true. Oh my gosh. You know what's cool? That reminds me because last week we were talking about circles uh, and shapes mm -hmm. and how the round yep. shape is too much joy. And when you're surprised, that's what your mouth does. And it goes into a big whoa. Wow or wow. Think about the emoticon for surprise and for wow, it's got the big black circle for the mouth. <laughs> And, and for those of you who have been in business meetings and around people who may say some things that are a bit strange, you get surprised because it seems that some people have circular reasoning, which surprises you. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised because often I have circular thinking that keeps going around and around and around. But I do particularly relate to this surprise one. And back again to my trip for bicycling in Bentonville, Arkansas, because when my friend Steve and I were riding, we came across this, this circular tunnel that went underneath the road, and they could have just done that. But along the edges were colorful mosaics in an abstract pattern. And it was like, it's that, it's that surprise. It's that whimsy. It's like, what's that doing there? Oh, I'm glad that's there. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. She talks in her article here about being in a meeting where she was going to give a presentation and she was nervous. And she looked down and saw the one of the buttoned up executives, she called him, and hiding under his on his feet were these beautiful, funny, crazy socks. And it was like it gave her that it was a juxtaposition of this serious person in the suit and then the striped decorated socks. And it helped her feel that sense of surprise and incongruity that helped her relax in the situation. Yeah. I, I've noticed that occasionally before reading this material, but now I'm looking at people's socks more <laughs> as part of my joy spotting. And in fact, I did a talk on joy last week or the week before. And there was a woman when I looked down, she had short stockings on that were flesh colored, but had little insects embroidered on them. Oh, just, well, no, not ooh, they were fun, fun insects, not not creepy, crawly things. But where <laughs> there were creepy, crawly things in a fun way on that building that has ramps, a bicycle ramp of it, they weren't satisfied with just concrete. They put these large mosaics of insects carrying jewels. Mm. So, so amazing. And again, surprise, right? 
I love wow. that because again, that shows the incongruity. Those are two things you wouldn't normally put together. And that's part of yeah. imagination, right? The, the ability yeah. to things that aren't related and put them together to create yeah. something in a surprise. It's a great yeah. way to and think. It, and it kind of goes along with the other aesthetic we did last week called affordances, which is all about using things not in their usual way, finding other applications. And there's whimsy that shows up there too. So are you ready to go to the next one? Yeah, I, I just, I would encourage everybody this week, be on the lookout for surprise, because I think if you expect it, if you come with an expectancy that I'm going to see unusual things, you'll be yeah. more aware. And it will, well, like you that- said, look at people's feet more to see that surprise <laughs> yeah and that and that's why she has that she coined the term joy spotting instead mm-hmm. of going through life and spotting joy here and there you can find it everywhere yes i love it love it so the seventh one the next one that she talks about is a really interesting one called transcendence and transcendence is the aesthetic that explains the joy we find and things we look up at. Okay. Like hot yes. air balloons and tree houses. And I love, she put hummingbirds. Bill has an affinity for hummingbirds. Yeah, because they're my spiritual animal. Oh. Uh, and what Bill does is that when he comes upon something new, I totally get into the depth of it, uh, study it, spend a lot of time with it know as much as learn as much as I can about it and then I fly to the next concept and do the oh same oh my goodness now, which, which really got me interested <laughs> folks in uh interpreting for example just one example interpreting scripture metaphysically yes when I look deeper into regular standard ordinary scripture uh I go to flights of fancy if you will <laughs> and raise my consciousness to the point where I metaphysically interpret the meaning and then but move yeah. on. Wow, move what, on. A, what a great con- uh, connection. And I immediately thought of cathedrals for uh-huh. this one because yeah. they, they're made so that our eyes are drawn upward. And isn't that a wonderful thing if at the same time people are having the experience of joy? Yep. Rainbows, same way. Rainbows, people- yes. And have you ever played the game where you stand in a big crowd and you just start looking up and see how many people look up? Because if you see someone looking up pretty soon, the whole crowd's looking up, even if there's nothing. And they're going, what what are they looking at? Yeah. (laughs) Another reason up when you're outside, particularly on on a cloudy day, is that you'll find images in the clouds that you recognize faces and you know that kind of thing in a cloud that's a fun thing to do yeah and apparently our brains are hardwired to do that especially to find faces very much so yeah so that's transcendence it's one of my favorite ones and sherry one to take on magic please magic this is one of my favorites and let me just read the way she describes it. Magic is the aesthetic of things we can't quite put our finger on, things that we can't quite grasp. It involves mysterious movements and lights that shimmer and shift. And she uses examples like fireflies or the swirling iridescence on the edge of a bubble or in an oily puddle. 
those kinds of things feel between worlds. We can't quite put our finger on them and they create a feeling not only of joy, but of wonder. And this feeling often creates curiosity within us and leads us toward new discoveries. So this, so now I'm, I am wondering, speaking of wonder, if the people who are designers that are working in Bentonville had this book. And the oh. reason is, is that one of the things I had to stop when, in, in the middle of a, of a road to look at were these large fish they had on the two of them on the side of a building, but they were shimmering. <laughs> That's what caught my eye, the shimmering of the light. And so I just had to go figure out how they did that. And when I got there on these ginormous fish, there were these, these little metal pieces that were connected within the diagram of the fish that there was a metal piece that was loose. So the wind would cause the fish to shimmer. Oh my gosh, I had such joy. How creative too. Mm -hmm. And you see, it does, it brings up the question in your mind, how do they do that? How did that happen? And yes. I love magicians. So I, I would kind of put magicians in this aesthetic that that's what they do. They create yep. things where you say, Wow, and you're filled with awe. Like, how did how did how could they possibly make that happen? That giant fish. My response was curiosity. How yeah. in the world are they doing that? And it blew me away. And I I took a little movies of it. It doesn't quite show it as well, mm. but I know what's going. On. Right. Yeah. And you know, Paul, I want to comment on what you just said too, because some things you just can't capture and show somebody. There are some things, it's an experience, it's an internal experience. And no matter how good a camera is, it can't capture the essence like being there. Got to do with joy also. Yes. Yeah, so I've I've Stop taking a lot of pictures because I'll look at something. Oh, wow, it's beautiful. I'm going to take a picture. No, that's not going to translate. So yeah. sunsets are that way, which would be a transcendence mixed with magic because I think sunsets are magical. They just yeah. can't even explain all the different possible ways the colors come together in a sunset yeah. or sunrise. I see more sunsets than sunrises. <laughs> well, for I, me, uh, I, I wonder why that is. <laughs> for me some of some of the magical things that that i've experienced and have talked to other people in terms of what they've experienced when you think about it are psychic abilities precognition remote viewing clairvoyance deja vu experiences when you have never been to a place and then you suddenly visit that place and the magic is wait a minute i've been here before yeah, yeah. Kind of I've, I've, been, I've had that experience a couple times and in a lesser way, but still important. The first time I arrived in Kansas City, I felt at home. And the same thing is true of Phoenix, where I am right now. In fact, I would get off the airplanes when I was coming here regularly, look out through the windows to the mountains, and I would just spontaneously take a breath and let it out slowly. So yeah. there are places where 
I feel more attuned in them. Let's call it that. Very magical. Yep. I felt that in Germany. I when first time we ever went there to Munich, we came in on the train and went up this escalator and you come out into the Marienplatz, which is the town center. And we when we got to the top of the escalator and I got off, I looked and I just said, I I have been here. And I'd never wow. been to Germany. It was wow. just I know where I am. This is it was that feeling of awe. It felt transcendent. It felt magical. It was an unbelievable feeling. Wow. Wow. Okay, so we, we have two more to do, but not a lot of time. Let's see if we can do them. What do you say? Okay. So the next one is renewal, and it's the aesthetic of growth and change, and it reflects the kind of dynamism that we hope to see in our own lives. I had trouble with this one, of all of them. However, the, the uh, examples she gives is opening of a flower, spirals, the way that spirals reflect, the way that plants tend to grow. So this aesthetic really brings to life that feeling of growth and potential, that change that we find in our surroundings. And I, when I finally read this a little more deeply, I went immediately to this place just west of Kansas City. It's called the Grinder Farm or something, where they raise a huge field of sunflowers. Oh. And that center of the sunflowers creates a swirl of sunflower seeds. Mm. And, and I would say not only renewal, but wonder for me. Nature, I have a sense of wonder about. Actually, you were describing to us before the show about your driving on that side road, that off-road. Yes, yes. You share that because that to me, it yeah. shows renewal. Yes. So um, as I was driving from Gallup, New Mexico, down to Scottsdale, Arizona, Gallup is really high in altitude. So I was driving down through various levels of altitude and the vegetation was reflecting or reflective of the altitude and the climate at that altitude. And it started out like, like a scrub desert. And then there were bushes and then there were trees and then there were, uh, gosh, like, they, so those evergreen trees and that it was it was spectacular to, to see that transition. Yeah, that kind mm -hmm. of fits that whole renewal theme of just you yeah. got to see a timeline like a visual timeline. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. So we have one more to go, and that is joy is a highly contagious emotion. It's something that spreads easily between people and celebration. And it's the aesthetic that explains how joy spreads between people. Celebration. I hope some of you have caught the Amazon com commercial that was running this winter. And um, you could probably find it on YouTube. And put in Abba's Amazon Three Old Ladies or something like that. And it's, it's all about them rediscovering sledding. Oh, yes. Sharing their joy, sharing their joy. It, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. 
And so she goes on to say, and so we use things like fireworks that burst open. We use sparkle, glitter, and confetti. And don't those help us spread the joy? Yes. yes. yes I love yes, celebration. Yes. Celebration yeah. is powerful. Powerful, powerful. And now we can celebrate by turning to the absolute word. And Paul, where'd you put it? Here it is. Okay. I should have chose joy, but anyway, so for, for Sunday, January 7th, 2024. And so the phrase or theme could, could be let's soar in 24. And the word is wholeness. And the affirmation is I am divine wholeness. I express my divinity as I fill my consciousness with thoughts and feelings aligned with the divine idea of wholeness. Inwardly, I bless myself as I affirm and claim wholeness. Outwardly, I nourish myself with healthy nutrition and the proper balance of exercise and rest. I am whole and complete. I am full of life. If I experience illness, I may choose to receive treatment, but do not consider myself weak or diseased. Even if part of my body may be ill, I focus my intention on the vast majority of cells, tissues, and organs that are expressing health and wholeness. I live focused upon the divine ideas of health, wholeness, life, and so many more. I move through health challenges with faith and grace, knowing these experiences will pass. Divine wholeness is always available to me to restore myself to physical and mental wholeness. I am divine wholeness, and I am grateful for every listener, and I'm grateful for Bill and Cher, and so friends, thank you for listening. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck saying so long for now. This is the Reverend Dr. Cher Holton saying thank you again for being part of what we do, and have a wonderful week. And this is the Reverend Doc Bill Holton saying, I'll be the same. And the three of us very definitely invite you every day affirm, I am divine wholeness. <laughs>